You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello, and welcome to episode 140 of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. I'm Caitlin. <laughs> I'm Celeste. You just started that so fast, you're like, all right, shut up and go. <laughs> you just like let out a huge burp and then like finished it and was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> We have to get all of our like bodily functions out before we start recording. So like for the first yeah. ten seconds before like we hit record, it's like us we're, like, clearing our throats, taking like, drinks, <laughs> yeah, burping, and doing anything else that we need to do. Right, because it, it is inevitable. It is like Murphy's law that the minute you hit record, a big fat loogie is gonna just like hawk. You're gonna have to rip one, yeah. And you're just like, there's <laughs> nothing you can do, nothing you can do. And being the consummate professionals that we are, you know, we're not taking that out of the recording. So. <laughs> It is what it is. It is true. Yeah. Well, I said it in the first take of this, so I'll say it again. Yep. (laughs) Can you believe we're at 140 episodes? It is crazy. I didn't think anybody would listen past, like, episode 10. Yeah, I didn't (laughs) think we'd get to 10, honestly. No. Um, I thought we would get there. I just didn't think anybody would listen. No, and honestly, it was never our intent for, like, to have a huge following. Not that we have a huge following, but... I mean, we've got more than we ever thought we would. Um... Yeah, I would say at the beginning, it was really for a way for, like, our families to, like, listen to us talk about stuff, Mm -hmm. because we lived... We've always lived kind of away. Afar, and yeah, yeah, it was just kind of a fun way they could keep up with us, and then literally just everybody started listening, and now we have listeners all over the world, which is insane, and there's the guest appearance by the Kronkenwagen. (laughs) (laughs) It is pretty cool, the Kronkenwagens, that was a a Mm -hmm. new thing to get used to with the... Like, little stations. They don't, like, come from a hospital. They come, uh, like, the little stations. And what's a Kronkenwagen for anyone that doesn't uh, know? An ambulance. An ambulance, yes. Mishka's making his guest appearance. Mishka's trying to be a Kronkenwagen. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like, if I'm outside on the back patio, like, grilling or cleaning yeah. or doing whatever out there, there's a dog. Our neighbors have a dog, and anytime one, like, a, <laughs> Mishka, a siren goes by, yeah. he starts, like, howling. And it's, it's so cute. <laughs> it's quite cute. Is he, I hope Mishka he howling is not cute. He's probably no. doing something really I'm bad. sure he's peeing on something yeah. as we speak. He's like, oh, you sat down? You're going to record? Time for me to be naughty. Because Mishka's been in a 10-hour coma until just now. Yep. <laughs> so she's up. She's ready to cause chaos, and that's that. Yeah. This is why everybody's confused when they're like, oh, Mishka, like, she's so cute. I'm like, well, that's a he. Not that it matters, <laughs> but I'm like, we use his, like, sex interchangeably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because Mishka, deep down, is, is a queen. <laughs> um, your royal highness. Yeah. You can, you can call me that, girl. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. No. So, yeah, Mishka's up to his old old bullshit. <laughs> Kitty is an angel, as usual, somewhere. There's Kitty. Oh, there she is. Hi, Kitty, Kitty. She's like, I'm done. Do you want to say hi? Kitty. There, there she you is. Go. <laughs> All right. Let's see what else we got going on. We just went to the store and got some... Travel things. Travel things. Um, so have we talked about the trip yet? I'm not sure. I know I've mentioned it so, some. Well, I've mentioned it to Bible study, which we'll get into Bible study in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we are going to Maine. Yes. Uh, in a little less than two weeks. It's going to be our first trip back to the states. It is since we left, and it'll be the first time seeing my family in almost two years. We were in Maine when we accepted the offer to come to Germany. Yep. And that was the last time we've been. So, yeah. It'll be good. I'm ready to see my family and Mm -hmm. the old Oxford Hills stomping grounds. 
Listen, I'm ready to see Target and Old Navy and every other store in Portland, Maine. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Yes. Parking lots and... Oh, and lobster rolls. I know. Oh, I'm so excited. But then there's speed limits. Uh, yes, yeah, so you're not going to be able to go 150 <laughs> down I-95 like you would here. It so is true. Please don't get us arrested. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've lived in Germany, and I'm used to no... I'm just used to gunning it, and I'm used to kilometers now, so I don't know what the fuck I'm doing when it comes to miles per hour. I know. I still haven't quite figured out kilometer per hour yet. It's fairly similar. I I mean, our car, I've obviously put it into, like, kilometers just so you yeah. know. Like, there are speed limits in Germany. Yeah, that's not <laughs> saying you just get to go buck-ass wild all no. over Germany. Um, but at least, like, you have that. Yeah. I've gotten a little better because, obviously, everything here is in, like, kilometers and meters and all that. So that's been a fun thing to mm-hmm. to get used to. Also, I have no idea what it is. In degrees Fahrenheit, but Celsius. like our house thermometers are all in Celsius, <laughs> and you know I'm like it's 19 degrees Celsius in our house, and it's quite comfortable. So yeah, the, good enough to me. Yeah, I will say the one thing I was not expecting when moving to Germany was to get absolutely bodied by the metric system. Like they, like we I, didn't learn shit. No, we, <laughs> we absolutely like, and it makes no sense that the U.S. is literally the only country in the entire world that uses the american system the, it's stupid like yeah i mm-mm. but it should be taught like i remember doing it a little bit in like yeah, probably vaguely. middle school or high school but like only for like a couple weeks and they're like good enough you're never going to use this and i'm like actually you do and then you move to a country like every other country other than the united states yep. where they use the metric system and you're like what the fuck's a kilometer like <laughs> What the fuck yeah, is a gram? I, I don't. <laughs> it really is bad. I have many thoughts on the American education system, but yeah, and no hate to teachers. Y'all are incredible people doing the Lord's work. However, I think we can all agree that the American system in general is quite flawed. Yeah, in the way that it's done. Like, for example, I heard one time that like you don't even learn cursive anymore. Yeah, that's crazy. That was like a friggin' class. I've seen like like TikToks on like the new method of like math, Mm -hmm. and I'm like that just does not make my brain. I was like watching calculus. Yeah, anything math question now we're like baby Lishi, you got (laughs) you got anything for us? Thank God for our friend Alicia who's a math teacher because I took a um, in my doctorate program I had to take it was like quantitative statistics or something quantitative analysis in. I would not have survived without her, truly. <laughs> like, you're a real one, because my brain does not math. No, mine either. No. And speaking of kind of that, like, growing up and what we learned in school, I have another bone to pick. Oh. With not you, but with, oh. like, in general. I was like, what did I do? I got a bone to pick, okay, listeners. I was on TikTok, and I have seen nonstop, because it's right now, for everyone not in the U.S., it's around the time that in, when you go to college yeah. or university, oh, yeah. you'd be moving into your dorm. Let me tell you, I was looking at some of these TikToks of these dorms. They look like damn Pottery Barn ads. (laughs) What dorm has crown molding in it? (laughs) It's really true. Our dorms were, first, they were super old. And me and my roommate were um, both tomboys. And it was just like everything clashed everything just looked awful yeah. and cheap and like so they all had the pottery barn i grew up poor i had the yield fucking dollar tree 
I mean, like the Walmart and the... Oh, yeah. Like, I had, like, the rainbow polka-dotted, like, oh, yeah. blanket, the ugly, like, five... It's a canon event. It, the lamp <laughs> the with lamp, the five heads. Yeah. And it, all different colors. Like, yeah. I was going for... I, I wasn't out then at first. But your subconscious was like, you're rainbow. <laughs> you're like, you're gay. <laughs> it's like when Harry Potter's like, you're a wizard, Harry. It's like, you're a lesbian, Caitlin. <laughs> Oh, the universe tried to tell you in so many different ways and you just would not listen. I think everyone had that fucking lamp in college. Oh, yeah. Like, I just remember having, like, <laughs> my ugly-ass purple and black, like, it was either, like, purple and black, rainbow, like you did, or zebra. Zebra was oh, the yeah, fucking was thing back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and um, we, we definitely had no crown molding. We had, like, uh, no. shitty bunk beds that were, like... <laughs> It was the bunk bed without the bottom bunk. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So ours, we could raise them up to any level. So a lot of people yeah. raised it up and then put their, like, desk, desk underneath. That's, yeah, that's how ours were. Mine, I just put, like, my dresser underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I mean, I was Like, just, imagine having to crawl up a ladder to get into your bed now. <laughs> I would break the thought my is foot. just, like, just... Like, One, what? my fat ass would break that thing in 30 <laughs> seconds. I weighed way less than I do now in college. Um, and, yeah, no. And trying to change the sheets on that thing was an absolute pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. Never fun. No, but, yeah, it, college, I'm not buying these pottery barn dorms. Uh, I'm no. like, where, where are they? Let me see them. Yeah. I don't think they exist. No. Oof. Yeah. College. College. <laughs> wolf. Wolf indeed. <laughs> Buzz your college. Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think it's part of the true American college experience to stay in a really shit dorm. And you just eat like shit food, like random ass, like our cafeteria, like my school is really small. So. What school did you go to? Um, I went to the University of New England. Now there's the really big campus in Biddeford, Maine, but my dorky ass had to go to the little tiny campus in Portland, mm. and it was only um, nursing and dental hygiene. So there mm. was maybe yeah. like a hundred people that lived on campus. So it was a tiny little cafeteria. Yeah, and it was just random. Like you'd have like pizza and like mac and cheese, and they're like, "That's fine. That's mm-hmm. sustainable." <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, no, we had a cafeteria. It was okay. And then we had, like, different things all over the campus. But, like, my dorm was at the very back of campus. So there was a student center that was much closer to where I stayed. So, Mm -hmm. like, they had, like, Chick-fil-A, I think. Oh, yeah. No, there was none of that. (laughs) I did go to school in the South, so Chick-fil-A was a thing. We didn't have any restaurants, like, on campus at all. We just had the cafeteria. And then there was, like, a little, like, cafe where you could get, like, coffee or, like cookies or chips or something like, yeah. like a banana see that was what I did like about my school because College of Charleston is like literally in the middle of downtown Charleston mm-hmm. so it's like there's the campus but it's so integrated into the city yeah you really don't know when you're on campus and when you're no, not like you it's don't. very hard to tell it is so the only place we had was a really sketchy shady Chinese place called the walk-in <laughs> and my girlfriend in college at the time uh just would never eat there and she'd call it the walk in and crawl out <laughs> and then it got shut down for like dirty I'm conditions sure, yeah like, sanitation issues and I was like oh man got salmonella <laughs> oh uh, it was um it was really good but it was probably not I probably shouldn't have eaten there yeah I mean truly and that's another thing about being 
obviously a, a canon event in college is that generally when most people go to college, they're younger yeah. in their twenties, early or late teens, early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, your stomach is like an iron damn gut. It is when you're younger. Cause like, now I'm like, should I eat? <laughs> probably going to give me explosive diarrhea. So I probably shouldn't eat there. Or I'm just like, I know that that is going to, like, there's a sandwich place here mm-hmm. that is, like, so good. And I don't know why, but it, it, just, every it time. just does not do well with my tummy. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, is it worth it? I know. I'm like, did we just all not have IBS in college? And, like, that just began <laughs> after college. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you, like, ate, like, a dirty chicken sandwich one day. And then after that, your stomach's like, you're fucked for the rest of your life. You had a, like, loose bowel movement one day. And every day after is <laughs> just been a mess like I don't know what went wrong but something went wrong <laughs> I don't get it like I don't know I went from being able to chug hot sauce drink you know natty light like water to like now having to chew Tums like mints <laughs> because I'm like I'm going to die of acid reflux you know you're old when you have like your favorite flavor of Tums because mine are the smoothies <laughs> listen you do just, yeah um yeah we sound so old god we are old. I know. I My uh, COC just posted that their move-in day started, I think, Thursday mm-hmm. last week. And I was, like, doing the math, and I was like, it's 2023. I graduated college in 2013. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> Who the fuck? <laughs> I know. Like, when the fuck did that happen? It happens fast. It's crazy. It really does. All right. I feel like we've... We've rambled. We've rambled on and on. <laughs> All right. But, but aside from us trying to relive our youth, what? <laughs> back times when we didn't shit all the time. <laughs> oh, the cats are fighting, so oh, that's good. All right. Um, so I chose the topic this week, I think. You did. And you chose a good one. I, yeah, I kind of did a little bit different. I think one of my favorite episodes that we've done is when I did Bonnie and Clyde and you did Jesse James. It was like a real deep dive episode. They were super deep. This is not even close to that. We did our own episodes. We should do one like that again. Yeah, I really did enjoy that. So I kind of went with that type of theme um, with a person that obviously has like a little bit of um, some Mm -hmm. spookiness and ghosty things. Sure. Um, So it's not like... I guess that was more true crime. It was, yeah. It was kind of... They had a little paranormal, like, woven it in did. there. But this one yeah. definitely has a lot more paranormal, mm-hmm. um, but I guess it's Hollywood. You used to have it on your paper, Hollywood Haunts. That's yeah, a good, I kind of like that name. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so, do you want me to start? Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I don't know why it just popped into my head, but I was kind of thinking about the uh, Bonnie and Clyde episode that I did that I really liked. And okay. so I was trying to think of, like, another big Hollywood kind of person that I didn't really know a whole lot about and okay. the more I kind of did the research um the more I was like you know what this sounds perfect for okay it's a spooky podcast yep. um so I'm going to be talking about Marilyn Monroe mm, um, who okay. is this absolute smoke show in my book yeah she was like, gorgeous yeah. yeah like perfect yeah um so she actually has the uh nickname the hardest working ghost in showbiz um mm, because she's very Active, okay. Um, still today, but yeah. I'm gonna save the spookiness for the end. I'm just sure. gonna kind of go through, like her, because I really had no idea, and she actually had a pretty rough upbringing. Mm, um, okay. Fun fact: her name is not Marilyn Monroe at all. Her born name is Norma Jean Mortensen. Didn't Marilyn know Monroe had a much nicer ring to it, I guess, it for the showbiz industry. <laughs> Um, and she was born on June 1st in 1926. Okay. Which is crazy to me. I think 
I had a great grandmother until I was 25 That's years insane. old. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and she was born in 1920. So it's crazy that they would have been like that in the same, same age. Yeah, yeah, went through a lot of the like world wars and yeah. So she would have been close to, I mean, almost a hundred. She'd be over a hundred now. I yeah think your great grandmother. Both of them. Yeah, they would have been think, close to a hundred. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. So she was born and raised in Los Angeles, California, Um, but most of her life, or early life, I should say, uh, she was kind of shuffled around foster homes. Okay. Mishka, they're going to fight. This is going to be... Of course they are. You get to hear the WWE rumble. (laughs) Um, So she went through 12 foster homes and orphanages. Mm, Okay. Um, Her mother, her name was Gladys Baker, married a man man named John Newton Baker um, when her mom was only 15 years old. Uh, which I guess was pretty common mm-hmm. back then to get sure. married super early. But now knowing, I'm like, if I, he's going to wipe out off that couch, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just about to like, <laughs> oh, just bo- skydive off the bottom, top yeah. of the couch. <laughs> okay. There he goes. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, so sorry. There's probably going to be a little blip there. Yeah. <laughs> cat issues. <laughs> um, so Marilyn Monroe's mom married, um, a very abusive man. Okay. Um, and she eventually divorced him okay. and had two children with him named Robert and Bernice. Um, and she divorced and got sole custody of the two children. Um, and the husband, well, the ex-husband at that point yeah. ended up kidnapping the children and Jeez. moved them from California back to Kentucky. Wow. Um, and then her mom met someone else and had Marilyn Monroe. Sure. Um, I'm going to call her that. Yeah, fair enough to avoid confusion. Yeah. Sure. Um, (laughs) Had her later, and her mom never told her that she had two other siblings and only found out, like, when she was an adult. Really? Yeah, that she had two siblings. Mm -hmm. What a, like, bombshell to have dropped on you. It is. um, So she thought she was an only child. Yeah. She did. Um, Her mom did um, have other children with another man, but she did know... Yeah, of them. Yes. Um, and it wasn't until 2022, so like last year, that DNA testing showed that that man was not her father, which her mom kind of always said he, said was. he was or thought he was. Um, but it turns out her biological father was a man named Charles Stanley Gifford. Uh, well, that was a co-worker of her mother's oh. um, that she ended up having an affair with. Well. Um, and she also, like I said, had two other siblings named uh, Doris and Charles. Okay. So she has a lot of siblings. Half, half siblings. siblings. Sure. Yes. Which are siblings. I shouldn't sure. say that. Um, so, like I said, her mom had custody of her when she was really little. Uh, but it was in 1934 where I don't like the term mental breakdown, but I don't mm-hmm. like had a... Some type of episode Mm -hmm. um, where she lost custody of her. Sure. um, And she was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Okay. um, And that's when Marilyn Monroe kind of became a ward of the state. And Mm. then she just, I mean, 12 orphanages and foster homes. I mean, she probably was moving like at least once a year. That's insane. Yeah. It's not good for stability. It's really rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So. If you don't know who this is, you've got to be living under a rock. I, I feel think. like most people know who Marilyn Monroe you is. Picture her with like the grates and the dress coming up. And yeah, she's, and yeah. She was in a ton of different movies. I think that's the one she's like most 
famous. Well-known. Absolutely. Um, so she's obviously one of the most well-known actresses mm-hmm. and always played kind of the blonde bombshell sure. in all of her movies. Um, she also kind of was like like a sex symbol. Like she kind of started like the sexual revolution where mm-hmm. like it was becoming like women could be sexy mm-hmm. you know you sure. could show some boobs and some legs and like yeah it wasn't like oh right the yield like meltdown of sure. men they, we were done just showing our ankles like it's time absolutely yeah <laughs> um so she's kind of just like sex mm-hmm. I, I love it i absolutely love it sure um and so for 10 years in a row she was actually the top build actress and her movies, up until she passed away, grossed over $200 million, wow. which is equivalent to about $2 billion today. Wow. Okay. So, a lot. Um, and even still today, I mean, she's still a pop culture, like, icon. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> even after her kind of rough childhood, her kind of, I don't want to say crazy life, but just a very eventful sure. life kind of continued um, so there was kind of a big scandal with her when, after she kind of started her career, um, some nude photos popped up that she had taken and done like a photo shoot for, mm-hmm. um, the horror. Oh Lord. And, um, but apparently this wasn't like the big, like, oh my goodness, that's so bad. Like her career is going to be ruined. It kind of made her more popular. Well, I think it made her more of a sex symbol. She was. And I think it, it kind of is sad when you think about it because I would imagine that like when you're thought of only as one thing, like she was a person right. too with mm-hmm. a very, you know, chaotic and traumatic, it sounds like childhood. But, yeah. you know, when you're only thought of as one, like just being a sex symbol, like it's very one dimensional. Yeah, it's true. Um... So, like I said, her her popularity kind of increased after that, uh, and then actually the her nude photos were used as the centerfold and on the cover of the Playboy magazine. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Um, she did have a little bit of a negative reputation. Apparently, um, a lot of people deemed her kind of hard to work with. Mm. Um, she did suffer from mental illness as well as um, addiction. Sure. Um, so she was late a lot of the times, had a lot of trouble remembering her lines. So she had a lot of um, kind of attention, you know, people wanting her to be in their films, but they passed on her because they were just like, it takes way too long to film a movie sure. because she's not Reliable. They viewed her as unreliable. Correct. Okay. Um, and like I said, she was um, an addict um, to amphetamines, barbiturates, and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also suffered from depression, anxiety, low sure. self-esteem, and chronic insomnia. So that's a lot of just... Well, it's all, I think, a vicious cycle of all those substances. It is. Coupled with mental illness. Sure. Sure. Um, which sucks. Mm-hmm. It um, does, yeah. But, I mean, to me, she was kind of a badass. I get, like, that's that's rough. But, I mean, she obviously is very successful and sure. good at what she did. Um, and she knew that. And so she was under contract with Fox. Um, 
And basically, she was just like, I'm worth way more money than, yeah. you know, you're paying me. They didn't want to pay her. So she ended up starting her own film production company That's in 1954. Yep. yep. And then she was just like, you don't want to do it? Like, I'll do it uh-huh. on my own. Yeah. Um, but then Fox was like, oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. Like, we still we want, want you. you back. Yeah. Um, and ended up paying her, like, a what shit ton wanted. of money. Good. Yep. Good. Uh, and then after that, she actually went on to win a Golden Globe for Best Actress mm. in her role for Some Like It Hot. Okay, yep. Um, <clears throat> so she made it, you know, but I feel like a lot of the times there's just a downfall when you're that famous, you have that much money, and mm-hmm. like you said, everyone just sees you as like one thing and not like an actual human. Sure. Which is kind of crazy like, to think about it. Like when I saw Harry Styles in real life, it's kind of like. <laughs> I love you equating <laughs> Harry Styles <laughs> to Marilyn Monroe. Um, they're both literal angels. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but when I saw like him in real life, I'm like, oh, you just forget. Like, I wonder what he's doing right now. Well, these are they're people. I know. Yeah. I love Harry Styles. I'm sorry. Wait, we know. Oh, God. Okay. So she ended up marrying a man named uh, James Doherty when she was only 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and she worked in a factory during World War II when she met a photographer, and he's kind of the one that launched her into her success when mm-hmm. she became first she was a um, like a pinup model sure um so like i said she got kind of big with the fox mm-hmm. and had her movies um she ended up divorcing doherty and then married a retired baseball superstar which i'll be c- curious to see if you recognize this name joe dimaggio yeah Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you didn't know him for baseball, even from the song. Listen, we didn't start the fire. <laughs> something fucking wrong with you? Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> Richard Nixon. Also seeing Billy Joel live was pretty epic oh, as that well. Was awesome. In Fenway. Yeah. Couldn't have been cooler. That was very cool. Um... Anyways, okay, so you know him from Billy Joel. That's fine. <laughs> He's the guy in the Billy Joel song, sure. <laughs> um, and that marriage did not last very long either. Mm. And then she ended up marrying, again, a playwright um, author, Miller. But she ended up divorcing him as well. Okay. So I feel like uh, it was just very tumultuous. Sure, Everything sounds was like chaotic. Kinda, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to throw a trigger warning out. Okay. Um, uh, there is talks of suicide and murder and fair not good stuff. Um, but on August 4th of 1962, Marilyn Monroe died when she was only 36 um, of an overdose mm. in her home in Los Angeles. Um, her body was found before the next morning by her housekeeper, Eunice Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, her Marilyn Monroe's psychologist, or I think it was psychiatrist, um, kind of ordered her housekeeper to stay and just kind of keep an eye on her. So obviously he felt that she needed someone to be with her at all times. Um, But she ended up locking herself in her room. um, And her housekeeper, Eunice, said that she found her unresponsive at the door, couldn't get in. It was locked. So her psychiatrist ended up um, coming over to her house, couldn't get in the door, and ended up having to break in through her window um, but she had already passed away at that point. Yeah. Um, and her death was ruled as a probable suicide by the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office. Okay. Um, a lot of people, there was a lot of conspiracies that um, it was an accidental overdose or she was actually murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, you could read page upon page upon page 
sure. on conspiracy theories yeah. on it. Um, but when they kind of did another like look into it, mm-hmm. um, she had somewhere near 40 pills in her stomach. So they said that couldn't really have been accidental. They sure. think it was very much a, a conscious mm-hmm. decision to, to take her own life. Okay. Um, and now we're going to get into kind of the spookiness. So with all of her movies and modeling, mm-hmm. the girl was busy. She didn't yeah. really have a day off. Sure. Um, she's still working. She's still doing her thing. She's still doing her thing. Um, and so now I'm going to tell you why she got the nickname uh, the hardest working ghost in showbiz. Okay. Um, so in the home where she passed away, her spirit is apparently spotted all over the place. Um, she's sometimes by the pool. She's sometimes in the garage. Um, and there's actually pictures, if you look them up, in her house that you can see, like, a woman apparition kind oh, of all over the place in her house. Yep. Um, and this next place is the Roosevelt Hotel, which we have talked about her, and we have also talked about We did this how, at the beginning. Yep, how haunted and spooky it mm-hmm. is. Um, and I do remember we talked about her here. Yep. Um, but a little refresher. She often frequented the room uh, 1200. And apparently there was a mirror in that room, um, and she apparently loves to show up in the mirror as a full-body apparition, but apparently kind of freaked a lot of the guests out. Sure. Uh, So they just moved it outside into the hallway, so it's not actually... So you can go look at her out there. Yes, you can go in the hall and look. (laughs) Um, But why wouldn't you want to spend the night with Marilyn Monroe? I know. Yeah. You can come watch me. That's fine. I know. I would just feel, if anything, I would feel so inferior seeing her. I'd be like... (laughs) Well, damn. I'm like, sorry, I'm, I'm so sweatpants. ugly. Like, <laughs> my bad. You're looking at Marilyn Monroe, and she's looking back at, like, Adam Sandler. We're like, hello. <laughs> Adam Sandler? <laughs> um, so she's also spotted at the Hippodrome, Hippodrome on the Santa Monica Pier. Okay. Uh, she apparently did a pretty famous photo shoot there, and apparently she doesn't want to leave. So if you go late at night, there is a carousel. Okay. When it's going around in the mirror, you'll sometimes see like her face kind of mm. flash into the mirror. Interesting. Um, sitting on her favorite bench that's right there. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Huh. Um, and then obviously she has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yep. And even she likes to hang out there. There, on camera, again, there's, like, a pink mist that sometimes hovers over mm. her star. Yeah, love that it's um, pink. Yeah, it's got to be. You get to pick your color mist oh, when you're a girl. Barbie girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, she'd be, she be everywhere, still working. Still working. Still hanging out and still yeah. just loving the attention, I think. Well, I think she was a really important figure in, like, especially the Hollywood his, like business mm-hmm. um, in the U.S., you know, I said it earlier, but I think, you know, it shows a very stark contrast to time periods before, and I'm speaking specifically in the United States, yeah. not anywhere else, but, you know, like take the Victorian era, for example, mm-hmm. when, you know, modesty was highly coveted. And right. you know, like I said, even showing an ankle was considered scandalous. Mm-hmm. You go from that to a woman who is, you know, having her nude photos published in a popular magazine and being paid for it. Yeah. That's the thing is that she was being paid for it. Yeah. Now, do I think she probably received um, lesser treatment than her male counterparts? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And I think that shows, you know, the gap. Oh, that's what happens today. Gender equality. Sure. But I think her ability to become a sex symbol and um, capitalize on that and profit from it, I think, is what makes her so badass. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. a good one. Oh, and I don't know that I've ever watched a movie with her in it, and now I'm interested to. We should. Want to. Yeah, I don't think I have either. My dad is absolutely obsessed with her. He, is he really? Yeah. Well, I didn't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adam Sandler? <laughs> Caitlin's dad's not Adam Sandler, by the way. Uh, no. no. <laughs> I did not know he was, like, obsessed with her. Just He's just obsessed with women, women. and boobs. <laughs> where so I get cool. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the coolest, like, I had a very non-traumatic coming out experience. <laughs> yeah. And I remember I told my mom, well, I told my aunt first, technically, but when I told mm-hmm. my mom, I remember I came out and, like, I knew my family would be fine. And I remember my dad just saying, like, sit down. And I was like, this is not what I expected. Like, uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, like, anyone that has met Greg knows that he is never stern. Like, ever. Oh, no. Like, ever. No. <laughs> No. Um, and he was just like, I get it, dude. Like, girls are fucking hot. And I was like, I know. That's the most epic coming out ever. That's He should win an award for that one. That's like the best response to coming out ever. Yeah, it was pretty good. That's a good one. Yes. Yeah, I liked your story. That was... Thank you. That was interesting. So I felt like I was a little jumbled in there. Sometimes okay. I just get stage fright and I get a little nervous. It's okay. Like today at the car wash. Do you want to tell them what you did? So... I don't know why, I guess anything, like we've talked about before, anything here, it just is an added layer of (laughs) stress and anxiety. And I shouldn't have been anxious because the girl spoke perfect English Mm -hmm. at the car wash. She knew exactly what I was saying. I just started speaking English and she was like, oh, okay, have a nice weekend. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, So, you know, when you like line up your tire, which is like an Olympic sport to begin with. And so like the guy... And like He's the like pointing to tell they you are, and the men that work in there are like I've got hollered at before by one of them, and that really scared me because <laughs> I wasn't moving up fast enough. <laughs> and so I get I line up my tires. He gives me like the thumbs up to like put it into neutral. I put it into park, <laughs> and the car is like dong dong, and I was like, ah! <laughs> and like quickly put it into neutral. And the guy like looks at me and like gives me another thumbs up. <laughs> Celeste's what did you say? Something about panicking. No, anyone that has not experienced anxiety has never tried to line up your tire. And then put your at, car in neutral. At the car wash. Like, you just don't know that fear. Well, you don't. And then, to be fair, we have a very odd, I've never seen it before, um, gear shift. Oh, because it's like, on it's the not, wheel. It is on the wheel, but it's not like you lift up for park and then down for reverse then down again for drive where you Mm -hmm. just like slam it into drive like it's almost like your blinker Mm -hmm. that goes up and down yeah you have to like click it to where you want it to go and so getting it into neutral sometimes it's like a little little hard because if you click too hard it moves into drive or into reverse or into park where's the park (laughs) i slammed it too hard because i was anxious And then it slammed my car onto the ramp. <laughs> but we made it. The car got washed. The car is clean. All was it's well nice. in Whoville. It's good. Oh, you survived. I did. It's okay. All right. Well, are you ready to hear mine? Sorry, yes, I was wetting my whistle. <laughs> That's very. Did a lot of did a lot of talking there. I did. So I kept on with the Hollywood theme and kind of uh, looked at a, you know some either I was I wasn't sure if I was going to find a specific person or areas. And a lot of the areas I read about did mention Marilyn Monroe, so it kind of lines up with what you were saying. But I did find someone. I had not heard of this actor before. Um, He was a very famous silent film star. 
in the early 20s, um, or during the 20s, I guess. And his name was Rudolph uh, Valentino. Bobby Valentino. I don't think they were related. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to give some background on him, he was born May 6, 1895, in Castellanata, uh, Italy. So he was Italian. He was one of three siblings, and unfortunately one um, died in infancy. Okay. He tried to join the Italian Navy, but he was rejected. Um, and from what I read about him, does not seem like he made some excellent decisions, especially as a younger man. <laughs> he took all of his money to Paris in 1912 and basically just blew it all, like to the point where like his family had to pay for him to come back to Italy. Oops. <laughs> yeah, and they were kind of like, you know what, you need to like gain some independence and like learn to like be responsible. <laughs> Reminds me of the TikTok. I'm sorry. That mm-hmm. little kid, I've showed it to you before. Kid's probably like seven or eight, mm-hmm. and the mom's like, you have $24.18 that you can spend, and you go, not for long. I make bad financial decisions. <laughs> I think the same could be said about this Yeah, one. that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> that's very fair. So basically his uncles like said, you know, you got to get your shit straight, and they sent him to the U.S. in 1913. Okay. Um, so when he got to the U.S., he kind of had like a lot of different odd jobs. He worked as a gardener, a waiter, a car washer. Um, and at this Did he holler at people to put their car in neutral? He probably did. Probably. Um, but one thing, and I, I did not write down his uh, birth name, so I apologize, but uh, like Marilyn Monroe, Rudolph Valentino was an adopted name. Okay. For um, We'll see why. But basically, it was the idea that he wanted to kind of separate his past from what he wanted to do, and Valentino was a lot easier for a lot of, you know, like Americans mm-hmm. that he was interacting with to pronounce. Okay. So that's why he did it. Um and at that point, he started starring in smaller films um, here and there, but he made it really big in a movie called The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse okay. that was released in 1918. And remember, these are all silent films mm-hmm. because audio has not been right. uh, d- you know, created. not figured out how to do that yet. Yeah. Um, he Reminds al- me of, isn't mm-hmm. that Charlie Chaplin? Yes, silent. silent. Film? Yep. Okay. So he also starred in another major film called The Sheik in 1921. And it, this kind of, you know, this had a lot of parallels to Marilyn Monroe. Because you said she often, like, basically any role she played, she was the blonde bombshell. Like, mm-hmm. that was kind of her stereotypical role. Well, he was always kind of um, cast as the Latin lover type. Okay. And, I, you know, um, just uh, that's, that's what he played in every film, okay. essentially. And, again, it kind of shows how people were very typecast into these just one type of role that shows how Mm one-dimensional kind of probably people considered them. Um, But in his personal life as well, he had also a very chaotic life. Kind of, this kind of seems to be a theme among actors, especially at that time period in Hollywood. He was married to a woman named Jean Acker, who is a very uh, well-known lesbian in 1919. And, you know, this sounds a little strange at first, but this was actually quite common for the time for openly gay actors to marry one another, you know, like a, an, a gay male actor and a, and a lesbian mm-hmm. um, actor to get married because it was all about PR at the time. And it was the idea of, like, if you got married, it, you know, made you look better in the public standing. Interesting. Now, mind you, a lot of them still did what they were going to do. They were just, it was very much a front. Married, yeah. yeah. So he was married to her. It sounds like it was a very tumultuous relationship, and they ended up divorcing in 1923. Okay. He then went on to marry a woman named Natasha Rambova, but also had a very unhappy relationship with her. She actually even refused to live with him. Um, He had a very nice mansion in L.A. called Falcon Lair, and she just refused to go there. She said she was annoyed by him. That's badass. 
Falcon Lair. Lair. Yeah, I was like, they had some cool names for yeah. their houses. But yeah, she wanted nothing to do with him. Um, obviously, I think probably the pressure of acting, um, a lot of the extenuating circumstances probably had a, I would imagine, a negative effect on one's mental health. Um, and I'll give a trigger warning here as well for suicide. But he did attempt suicide in 1924, um, but was unsuccessful. And I think at that point, things kind of had started to spiral for him um, relationship-wise. Uh, I don't know career-wise if he ever kind of d- experienced a decline, but... Mm-hmm. On August 15th of 1926, he collapsed and was obviously taken to the hospital. And at the time, this is kind of interesting, he was exhibiting symptoms that would very much lead you to believe he was having an appendicitis. Okay. So doctors, I think, took him into surgery, opened him up, only to find that his appendix appendix was completely fine. But they also realized at that point that he actually had a stomach ulcer that became perforated. So that's not good. and more interesting, this actually ended up becoming a part of medical history because it was later named Valentino syndrome when someone who is presenting with the same symptoms of an appendicitis mm-hmm. actually has a stomach ulcer that has become perforated. So yeah. it was a learning opportunity because, and I only know this because of, because of my parents, but right. it's very common, um, especially in children sometimes from what I've heard to, like, for example, when I was little, I got really, really sick with... Um, pneumonia Mm -hmm. and I came home one day from school and I was crying and I had a fever and I was throwing up and I had intense pain on my right side which Mm -hmm. are all pretty textbook symptoms like my dad basically said well here we go put me Mm -hmm. in the car took me to the ER and thankfully the pediatrician that was working there was very experienced and he said oh we need to do a chest x-ray on her and everyone kind of said why Mm -hmm. and he said well sometimes pneumonia in children presents as appendicitis or yeah vice versa yeah so it's kind of interesting that this ended up being called Valentino syndrome which I think is still referenced today interesting so he did survive having you know the perforated stomach ulcer but it sounds like his health quickly started to decline Um, He essentially kind of lapsed into a coma Mm -hmm. after that point, and he ended up passing away on August 23rd, um, I believe, 1926, at 31 years old. So he was very young at the time of his passing. Okay. So to get into kind of the more paranormal side Mm -hmm. of the house, um, he is said to haunt his L.A. home, like I said, which is called Falcon Lair, which was actually bulldozed in 2006, so you can't, it's not standing anymore. Um, his former wife, uh, Natasha Rambova, said after he died, she actually communicated with him, I'm assuming through some kind of medium. And uh, it's a little sad, but apparently she said that he didn't want to believe that he was dead. So he would still roam around his old mansion mm-hmm. as if he were living. Yeah. Um, and I think that is something we see sometimes with spirits is that they don't want to let go. Right. And especially him. He died very, very young. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he's uh, said to haunt his old Home. He's also been spotted at an apartment complex called the Valentino Place, where a lot of Hollywood actors frequented. Um, he's been seen at a beach house in Oxnard, where he lived or stayed, and also at the Knickerbocker Hotel, which is one of the hotels that Marilyn Monroe has also been yeah. seen at, too, along with... He probably has been at the Roosevelt, too, if I had to guess. Yeah, probably. So that's kind of a, a parallel. Nice. Um, he's buried in a crypt at the uh, Hollywood Forever Cemetery, which I've always wanted to see. I've never Ooh. been to California, really. I've been once, but I was really little. Yeah, same here. I don't remember it, but I would love to go see the cemetery because that's like where all the old Hollywood stars are buried. Oh, That'd be cool. very cool. Um, he's also been seen at the sound stages at Paramount, Paramount Studios. Interesting. In okay. his costume from um, when he played the Sheik. 
So it kind of seems like Marilyn Monroe. He's like kind of still trying to work. Trying to work. Yep. (laughs) And I thought this was very sweet to kind of close on. Um, He adored animals. He had horses, dogs, cats, but he had a a Doberman pincher named Kabar who he adopted as a puppy from France and like adored this dog, like raised him his entire life. He traveled with him. He went everywhere. Unfortunately, the night that he passed away, they were not together, and it said that whoever Kabar was staying with, that he just started howling uncontrollably oh, when he yes, died. Yeah. yeah. So after you know Valentino's death, I believe um, his brother took Kabar, but it sounds like Kabar just could not recover from the loss of you know his owner. Right. Um, he ended up passing away on seventeen or January seventeenth of nineteen twenty nine. I think he just. It sounds like he just stopped eating and, you know, oh, just kind so of sad, yeah. sad boy. So he is buried in a pet cemetery in L.A. Um, apparently his brother tried to have him buried with Valentino, but mm-hmm. that was illegal at the time. So he had to be buried mm-hmm. in a pet cemetery. Um, ironically, he's also buried in the same pet cemetery that the lion from the MGM logo. Remember how you oh, see yeah. the lion roaring? Yeah. Tawny was that lion's name. Tawny is buried there, too. Oh. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, so a lot of famous working animals, animals. are buried there. Yeah. Um, and visitors do say that when they go, um, when they visit Kabar's grave, they will report barking, and they also will say they'll feel like their hand's being licked. Kind of like a dog would lick your hand when, he's, when you're near the grave site. So Hello. I think that's very sweet. That is very sweet. You know, someone um, recommended that we do Pet Spirits as an episode, and I, oh. I want to do it. I'm not saying no. Yeah. <laughs> I will have to be very mentally prepared because there is like a 99.9% chance we're I will, all going to be crying. <laughs> yeah, I will be in tears by the end of it. But I think that's so sweet that you yeah. know, pet spirits endure. Yeah. yeah. I remember speaking of pet spirits, our sweet dentist. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time that like I feel like I had a sign from him. We had bought like a secondhand um, like armchair. Oh yeah, yeah. And. We'd had it for a while, and like I had taken it apart, cleaned mm-hmm. it. You know, it was it was nice, mm-hmm. but it got full of uh, dog hair because Dennis claimed that chair is his. And he decided that we was got it. Nice, yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember just like after he passed away, we had to like just we donated all of his stuff. Like I just couldn't see it. Like, it's hard to look at. Yeah. It, yeah. And I remember that chair was just covered like in his fur, fur, and so I was like deep vacuuming it, and it was a couple days later after he had passed, and I felt something, and so I reached like into where I didn't think you could reach you could reach and I was like what is that and it was something like hard and I was like what and so I pulled it out and it was a like a silver fancy spoon oh yeah that's right and on the spoon was an engraved d mm. like the letter d and I was like Dennis Aww. and so I think I took the spoon we got rid of the chair when we yeah, moved yeah. but I think I took I think it's in storage somewhere. I think so too I don't think I would have left it in there but no it was very cute it, it was, was very cute a very sweet yeah like I'm okay here's yeah. a spoon I don't think I don't think pets ever really leave no. I think they hang mm-hmm. around yeah so Dennis is living his good life with yeah, grandma and grandpa Dennis up there. grandma and grandpa's piano yeah <laughs> in he, his little urn yeah. he's he's doing just fine yep but yeah, no, I thought that was very sweet. I love, you know, when I read about uh, people and you know how much they love their <clears throat> their pets. I this is gonna sound very off topic, but I swear it's not. I love um, Jackass, like the movie. Mm-hmm. I think that those shows and movies always just you, you probably hate them. I'm sure, but yeah, they're not my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's absolutely hilarious. But um, Stevo, one mm-hmm. of like the main people, people on yeah. the show. Um, 
he struggled with addiction. I'm assuming he is, I think he's completely sober now. Okay. But I watched, it was actually this morning, um, it was a very long TikTok, but he went to, I think, um, South America, I think, where there's just a, a ton of um, just like homeless animals sure. kind of roaming. And it was his, he was learning how to mountain climb. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to find a dog that's like going to be my like climbing buddy. And like he had like food and treats and whatever. And yeah, all the dogs were kind of just scared of him. And then he found one that kind of just like latched onto him and mm-hmm. just like loved on him. And he like snuck her into their hotel. And then he like was going to get kicked out of the hotel. And so he slept outside with the dog, with a tent. Like, left the tent open so, like, mm. she could come in and out as she wanted, but, like, stayed right with him. And, like, he took her the next day, got all her shots and all of that, named her Wendy, <laughs> and took her everywhere. Now he, like, takes Wendy everywhere. So he brought her back to the... Brought her back to the to States, the, yeah. yeah, and said, like, you're going to have the best life. Aww. But, yeah, she, like, never left his side, hiked with him, did Aww. everything. It was really cute. Yeah, that is quite cute. Yeah, I don't know how old that was, and I'm hoping Wendy's still alive, but I, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, it's hard to know. But it was very cute. Oh, that's very sweet. Wendy. Wendy. That's such a cute <laughs> dog name. I love I love that. animal names that have human names. That's fair. It's very fair. Yeah. Those were, those were good. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Um, you know, I realized this just as we were finishing up. We also have a listener story. Okay. So I don't know if we want to do that in this episode or if you want to do it in another episode. Let's do it next episode just okay. since we don't have it printed or out. Sorry. That's fair. Who, I'm not sure who sent it in. But. Uh, so they prefer to remain anonymous okay, from their excellent. email. But uh, yes, we did receive it. So two anonymous. We're sorry, but we will do that. Let's do it next episode. Just so Let's not. It's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. We're not shuffling and Fair enough. making noise. I feel like the cats have made enough noise. And my crock pot <laughs> in the back. I'm making <laughs> shrimp and grits. So yeah. grits in the crock pot and it's just clicking away. That's very fair. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Any final things before we wrap her up? Bible study. <laughs> Bible study study has become... Celeste is now in Bible study, which was long awaited (laughs) and now is hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're close to probably like 10 or 12 people in there. I mean, it's quite quite busy. It is. Um, Like I said, it is an absolute train wreck. (laughs) There's oversharing. There's inappropriate jokes. um, Some smut talk and books. Yeah. Recommendations. There is a lot of book talk so yeah if you really there is like content to it but um it's super fun we belly laugh all the time everybody in there is is funny and super nice and welcoming yeah and i did not think that was going to take off and be a thing but (laughs) But here we are (laughs) yeah bible study is uh open and well everybody is welcome Mm -hmm. it's just a good time yeah and I will say, speaking of like book recommendations, I will, since we were kind of doing Hollywood, uh, a book I read that kind of is about old Hollywood that is really, really good and I highly recommend it is called um, uh, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Okay. I read that when we were on vacation mm-hmm. and it is so good. It is um, not smut necessarily, but it is just a very well-written book and it re- books rarely make me cry and that one had me like on the oh, floor yeah. so not interested very good if you're into <laughs> old hollywood that's a great book to read excellent yeah all right all right well good yes all right well go see caitlin on facebook and in bible study um, and in bible study if you so choose that you want to be a part of that to go <laughs> ahead um come see us on instagram at ghoul friends podcast uh go look for us on tiktok at ghoul friends podcast we are trying to to tiktok more yep 
Uh, let's see. If you have a listener story or you want to email us, you, you can always do that at ghoulfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And merch should be coming soon. So keep your eyes posted for that because I have not had a chance to work on it yet, <laughs> but I will be working on it. Excellent. And I think that's all. Well, good. All right. Any final words? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Well, for now, we hope you stay safe. We hope you stay spooky. As always, I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. We're your cool friends. Why are you looking at me like that? Get out of here, Bob Morgan. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Bye.